everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies that we have not seen, based on no other thing but their weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. I'm Albert. Uh, Brantley, you said you had some for us today? Yes. Brantley's gonna go first. Okay. What do you got, Brantley? Well, let me move my phone back up. Well, I just said don't throw it on the table where the microphones well, are connected. You said you had one you wanted to Because it sounds like, kabong. Oh, I do have one. That'll be next episode. El kabong? Kabong! <laughs> All right. First up, we have Spotlight on Murder. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, this sounds like uh, like a CBS news special. Mm-hmm. Like about an hour long, like, Spotlight on Murder. Today in the metro area. You get that piano music going in the background. That cheesy. Yeah. Okay. It's either that. So that's the... Like, my immediate reaction, but knowing that this is a movie and not that, mm-hmm. my other suspicion is that we're looking at uh, some kind of stage production where there is a murder that happens. Okay. Those are, I mean, I, I don't think that it's going to be the news segment, probably. It's probably not a movie that's made as an hour and a half news segment. So, realistically, it's a place where there's spotlights, like a stage. Okay. That's what I'm going for. Okay. What do we got, Brantley? When he learns his days are numbered, old Count Hervé de Caradrin decides to hide in a secret alcove and to die there, just to annoy his heirs. Wait, wait, wait. Which wait, is wait, amazing. Wait. wait, okay, so so much to unpack here. First of all, <laughs> he learned like, he learns that his days are numbered. Yeah. Which all of us, that's just generally I, I think true. I, mean, I think it means more I recently. think they mean it's a small number. Yeah. Because if it's like 8 billion... He might be there for a while. <laughs> but <laughs> or he really wants to annoy them. The implication is that there is He's a... going to wait till they get done with the uh, dispute and then be like, I'm alive! <laughs> Isn't that annoying? There's a specific number of days. That, is he sick? Like it, I don't know. He's, he says he's old. Okay, fair enough. Was that the doctor? Just, you're old. You're going to die. <laughs> oh, man! Well, Wait, sir, why didn't anybody tell me about that? Well, I got to annoy these guys. They've annoyed me for the last eighty years. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna die soon. Let's assume sickness because if my honestly my initial reaction was foul play, but hiding from the foul play would mean that his longer days would happen and they're the annoyance. Maybe he's, maybe he's been poisoned. They're like, haha, you've been poisoned. Like, it's well, one of these weird poisons that takes exactly two weeks to take effect. <laughs> days are numbered, and that number is one. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually not a whole day, but it is a number, so... <laughs> As a result of his body not being found, the, the heirs will have to wait for five years until oh. they can inherit the Count's money. Okay, I get the plan. I get, I get the troll now. I understand. <laughs> they have to have proof of death. They don't have that. He could be kidnapped or something. They don't know. Very upsetting indeed, comma. All the more <laughs> as they are required to keep up the Karadrin estate in the meantime. Oh, this is one of those Crimson Peak situations. They don't have the money. This is a really expensive place to keep up. It doesn't actually bring in any money of its own. They're obligated, if they want the money later, to, to keep it up. I see what's going on. <laughs> this guy really is a massive troll. <laughs> He's just, like, masterful, this level of trolling is. I like to think that he was given, like, five years of his expectancy. So he's just hiding in there. Oh, like, like it he, actually isn't longer. He he is still alive for those five years. Yeah, he's just like he's got tired of paying taxes. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. 
To collect money, nephews and nieces organize a son et lumiere show at the manor while busily looking for the missing corpse. Wait. For five years? Yeah, so for five <laughs> years. <laughs> Man, that reverberated for a long time. <laughs> for five years, these guys set up like a murder mystery theater <laughs> at this manor. At which, like, the actual site of this guy's death somewhere in order to get the money that yeah. they need to upkeep it. Yeah. Is this like a comedy? But unexpectedly. <laughs> okay. They get killed in turns. Murders or accidents. I, mean, I don't know. If I haven't seen the movie. Accidents, that's kind of That funnier. works with a comedy, yeah. Yeah, they're like they're horrified, but it's just like random like this guy fell down the stairs and that guy committed suicide because of the annoyance of having to pay for all this stuff and <laughs> just spouts out a hand and like when the five years up he's like Surprise <laughs> I meant to troll y'all, hmm. but this was a bridge this went further a little too far. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> so <laughs> This has to be this cannot be unintentionally funny. This has to be his I mean, not the like. I really not his hope plan. it's a comedy. Well, I mean, it's funnier if it's not supposed to be to yeah. me. <laughs> but that it makes the most sense if it's a comedy. Mm -hmm. What do we got next, Brantley? Up next, we have a blood rage. Blood rage. This sounds like the name is. There's got to be a video game named Blood Rage, right? Uh, there's Primal Rage. Yeah, I know about that one. There's Bloody Roar. Right. There's probably a lot of them with blood in the title. Blood Man. Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Bloodman was just something I made up. That's gotta be there's gotta be a character named Bloodman, right? In comics or something? Comic book character named Bloodman. TM 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 if it's not the case. We we just invented Bloodman. Okay. He has the blood rage power. Does when he make sees other blood. people angry or is he like Hulk out when he sees blood? I think when or he, he just gets really, really angry. Like he doesn't actually <laughs> super he's like it's so angry. <laughs> I hate blood. Punches a wall, makes more blood. Ah! <laughs> it's just a perpetuating problem. <laughs> but he's just a dude, so they just tranquilize him. Okay. Okay. Twins, Todd and Terry, seem like sweet boys, that is... That's a bad sentence. <laughs> sweet boys, period. That is, until one of them takes an axe to the face of a fellow patron at the local drive-in. Okay. So they seem like sweet boys until then. So one of them takes an axe to someone's head. We don't know which one it is, because they're twins. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the entire plot, yes. Oh, is that? Okay. We were ready to continue. I thought you were heading I'm, I'm Well, okay. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. So first of all, I love this. I wish you'd read it, like, as it was written without the period. But secondly, they're at a Twins, drive Todd, and Terry seem like sweet boys, that is, until one of them takes an axe to the face of a fellow patron at the local <laughs> drive-in. Sweet boys, that is. So they're both they're out to the local drive-in. Yeah. So we're like we're dating ourselves. It says boys, so they're at most like teenagers. Yeah, I don't think that like, if these guys are five or seven. I mean, this murderous ten-year-olds is great. There, I mean, there's a few of those. There's the good son, which has Matthew or uh, Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. Right, right. And then there's I can't remember what it's called, but it's just, like this uh, these people and like their uh, like these three families are up in the woods in a cabin for Christmas with their kids. And some, like, infection gets to the kids, they turn them into little psychopaths. This is just, like, the cabin fever plot, right? I don't know. It's, like, cabin fever five. Yeah, but it's only the kids. kids. It's only, like, young kids. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
was still Cabin Fever okay. Five. The kids. No, I'm making. I've, they've actually rebooted that series. So they're at the drive-in, probably by themselves. So maybe they're assuming they're a little bit older, as much as I enjoy the stuff. Yeah. Um, one of them has an axe at the drive-in. I mean, maybe he's in the car. Maybe are they local lumberjacks, and or... they just axe somebody in the face. I bonus points if he said, I need to ask you a question. Todd is blamed for the bloody crime and institutionalized, whilst twin brother Terry goes free. Ten years later, and as the family gathers around the table for a Thanksgiving meal, the news comes in that Todd has escaped. He wanted to have dinner. Yeah, also, why didn't he go to jail? Because he took he institutionalized. He's crazy. So he, I guess the beginning of the thing said because they'd never done anything like this before, they were sweet boys, this was completely mm, out of character. They just snapped. Okay, okay. But has the real killer, in fact, been in their midst all along? One thing's for sure. There will be blood and rage. I'll review writer. <laughs> review writer. I appreciate that. I think... I, I like this person... I like the image of this person sitting in front of their computer writing the review. About these twins, right? And they're de- heavily intimating, like, this giant spoiler. But then they're like, I wonder if they got what the title was about. <laughs> like, you understand that there's going to be blood and also, like, some very extreme anger issues. Possibly from the twin that was wrongly incarcerated but didn't turn on his brother. I don't know how they would have figured that out. I'm wondering how that how that court case goes now. It seems like that's the kind of case where you can... Like, both twin brothers could play off of each other mm-hmm. and say, no, no, it was him. And then, like, third that twin's court case, you can say, no, no, it was him, and create enough dev- doubt there. That's what they should have done. I'm the lawyer in this movie. Movie lawyer Albert says that's what they should have done. And said we have blood rage. This is how you get blood rage, guys. This is how you get blood rage. Do you want, Do you blood, want rage? blood rage? Is that <laughs> how you get blood rage? <laughs> 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 oh, that's it for Blood Rage. Oh, that's it for Blood Rage. All right. He had a good ending to his review. Sensed, so. I kind of sensed the, uh, that from the way he who, the last sentence went there. Next up, we have Parents. Is there an exclamation point at the end of Parents? No. So really, we have Parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I want. I want to see the. I want to imagine the movie that's just called Parents with an exclamation point, like it's from the fifties, and. I don't know. They're monsters of some kind. I'm trying to figure out. Well, this how to... one takes place during the 50s. Okay, it's set in the 50s. Came out in '89. A young boy living in 1950s suburbia. So we know it's a horror movie already. Yeah. Suspects his parents are cannibalistic murderers. Why? It's the 50s and people are really repressed. They have nothing better to do. And they actually seem pretty content. He's like, "There's something wrong with my parents. They don't seem to hate their lives." I, I assume that the next sentence is going to elaborate on this because. I can't imagine... I'm trying to imagine the state of affairs where this guy just sort of randomly comes to this idea on his own. Michael Lemie is a young boy living in a typical 1950s suburban, suburbanite home, except for his bizarre and horrific nightmares. And continued to knees around his parents. Basic teenager stuff. Wait, say what now? He's a young boy living in a typical 1950s suburbanite home. Right. Except for his bizarre and horrific nightmares, and continue and ease around his parents, which again is typical. Teenage yeah, that doesn't sound. I don't. I'm. I'm trying to figure out where the uh, where the scariness is coming from there, especially his father, Nick Lamy, or Lamy. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Young I, Michael. 
begins to suspect his parents are cooking more than just hamburgers on the grill outside. It's meth! He's in a very different story, but he's, <laughs> he's convinced he's got to be cannibal killers. Yeah. But his trouble explaining his fears to his newfound friend, Sheila, but has trouble explaining to Sheila or the school social worker. And maybe the police? Go I mean, I could see that. Like, you're, you're, you go to the school so- social worker, it's really hard to say the words, I think my parents are killing and eating people in our neighborhood. Can you do something about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's out of my jurisdiction. <laughs> I would also have a hard time convincing people that my parents were killing and eating people. And it does sound like this reminds me of there's a Netflix series called the Santa Clarita Diet, where this is legitimately like mm-hmm. the How is that? I it was okay. Kaya was amazing in it, but other than that, I, I don't know what the actress's name is. Okay, she plays Kaya in Z Nation. Um, a character who's up at the North Pole and she's an Inuit Indian character and actually I think played by someone of some that manner of that descent who rescues a main character and kind of goes to stay with him and has sort of replaced him in the show um, but she's just got like this great deadpan delivery and she does that in the first episode of Santa Clarita Diet where the girls the woman's in there looking for I don't know some kind of food processor or whatever and she just has the most snark it's beautiful and i love her i wish i knew what her name is but great that she's the best thing about that episode honestly okay it has jennifer aniston in it but kaya is the best thing about that episode <laughs> that's it for parents that's it for parents okay yeah. i want to know now like I, i'm confused i i don't want to know badly enough to watch the movie but i am what i am curious how, like is this guy just got a really bad over overactive imagination or are they actually eating people? What are the clues? Like <laughs> why? I, I thought we were going to get to it in this, in the review, but yeah, he's it doesn't just, say people are disappearing. Just he thinks they're eating people. Yeah. There's nobody disappearing. Like, is there something weird about his mom's cooking? Maybe it's his poor kid's paranoid delusion. <laughs> it's like the whole movie's from his perspective. It's like reversal of the voices where it's like this really dark room world. And then like at the end, it, Reverse it and it's just like it's suburbia dude chill it's all bright colors again i guess yeah i'm trying to figure it out and i'm not figuring it out i i i, I feel like this this description has let us down a little bit really yeah. it's not your fault with the description description could have given us a little bit more meat yeah you have you have one more to take us out okay which one you want you want cthulhu or alien invasion arizona aka the selena incident i want that really long title that i don't okay. remember already even though you just read it <laughs> Well, finally, we have Alien Invasion Arizona, a.k.a. the Selena Incident. Oh, this is a like a two-title movie? Yes. Like, they're like, well, we could call it Invictus, but we're also going to call it Killer Ants. That's a real thing. Look yes. it up. Watch it for the most joy you've ever had on Amazon. Or any of the Godzilla movies, which you have about four or five titles up until, like, the last ten years. Oh, yeah, because of... yeah, Like I've how every Godzilla that. movie in, in uh, Germany is Frankenstein versus something. Anyway, totally about the Selena activation or whatever it is incident okay i got the first word right you did is selena like a person no after a mysterious extraterrestrial object crashes in the mining town of selena arizona you know the the mysterious is probably redundant there i feel like if it's a reason mystery has been solved it's from aliens okay okay i guess if we know it's extraterrestrial but like it's like when people say ufos don't exist that means unidentified flying object yeah, just like if there you are can flying identify things it, that people flying, haven't identified. It 
Anyways, so when, when that happens, the government dispatches a team of Marines to contain the possible threat. Okay, this yeah. is pretty standard fare. Meanwhile, a group of death row inmates ambush the prison bus and take the guards hostage. I feel like ambush is the wrong word there, because it feels like they were in wait for it. Yeah, they're in the prison bus. Like, it's not an or ambush. Like, when the bus Surprise! Is, we're like, all here and we're death row inmates. When the bus pulled up, they, like, jumped on board real quick and just took control <laughs> and then just took off. The guards are sitting there like, well, this is embarrassing. <laughs> we did not prepare. We should have chained those guys or something. <laughs> Curses. Philip, you're fired. Oh, man. Um, th- these, are all re- these are unrelated incidents. Yes. There- there's death row inmates ambushing their prisoner- prison bus. Meanwhile, Marines are guarding uh, space I-, I Based on the budget of this movie, I'm assuming it's a small number of Marines. Probably justified by the fact they don't want to panic people. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm bored with. Yeah. The criminals include Brando, first name Marlo. Marlon. <laughs> Marlo so Brando. Close, so close. No relation. <laughs> From the Italian mafia. <laughs> Colburn, an African-American gangster. Why you gotta be African-American? I mean, why would he not? What, what's wrong, what problem do you have with there being a black person I in this movie? I have a problem with him being pointed out as such. The other guy was Ita- pointed out as being Italian. He's part of the Italian mafia. That is important. He could be part of the Yakuza. Okay, fair enough. Alano, a Hispanic game member. I mean, he is in jail. Like, I guess he could be Hispanic and having gone to jail for tax fraud, if you're looking for... But these are all <laughs> tough guy types. And a neo-Nazi skinhead named Albany. Yes, but what color is he? He's a neo-Nazi. He's white. No, I, I'm just... They don't They don't call him out for his race. Eh, calls everyone else out. This is from his perspective, and that's how he identifies <laughs> them all. All right, this because he's like, complete garbage. Like he actually is. Like all these other guys actually are in prison for white collar crimes, and this guy's. He's like he's just assuming. <laughs> just assuming. he's just a really bad guy. He, he did vote for Trump. Uh, arriving in the seemingly deserted town, they come across special ops Captain Bradley, the sole survivor of a horrible carnage that decimated the rest of his unit. So I guess we don't get to know those Marines very well. I mean, you get the brief scene where it's like, "Hey, Johnson, how you doing?" And then they go in, and they just like. We don't come back, and he's back, and he's, like, covered in blood, scorch marks, and he's just panicked. Okay. With time running out, the group put their puts their differences and racial prejudice aside to combat the threat of the savage aliens hunting them in the mining tunnels I get, below. Oh, dude, I get it now, because, see, they're aliens. <laughs> they're from a different place, and they're not like us, and we don't trust them, and we have to fight them. And to do that, we have to join together. With the people who we used to not like, who were also from a different place who we didn't trust. Which is the only way we're going to save for the upcoming American Civil War. The mining tunnels below and the peril above from a squad of fighter planes sent to bomb the town into, down, town to oblivion. Why not we'll just let them? Because they're there. Well, okay, like, but they have a bus. Yeah, but they get chased into the tunnels probably already. And the guy's like, they're going to bomb this place. And they're like, we could have had the bus. <laughs> Why'd you invite us to the tunnels, you jerk? <laughs> The Nazis throwing racial slurs. The okay, not the Nazi. Dicers. Even even if they are in the tunnels, and I understand like the instinct for self preservation, but they're talking about the rest of the world here. Like presumably, if they don't stop these aliens here, there's something like they're gonna keep multiplying exponentially or whatever, and we won't mm-hmm. be able to stop them. I'd still say maybe it's worth dying and letting the bombs fall. I'm pretty sure the neo Nazis gonna be down with that plan. Okay, fair point. Doesn't the does the marine not have a gun or something? He had a unit of dudes with guns. Clearly, it didn't work out well. No, I mean to take charge of these idiots. He's probably panicking. They probably stole it. 
probably they also have the guards guns. Fair enough. Okay. I, I gotta say there is a kernel of a good story in here. Mm-hmm. And you know, the whole man is the real monster shtick and these guys all having their racial tensions. I don't know if it's handled well. I mean there's there's a million ways where this could go astray. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate the attempt. I think that the Selena incident. Yes? Yes. Um that's AKA pretty cool. Alien Vision, Arizona. I wonder which uh if like the Marine guy is like a I don't know, a Japanese dude or something. Sort of round out our like a culture card bingo. Fair enough. <laughs> is that it for that one? That's it for that one. Well, I think that will do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for uh, listening. Don't forget, you can support us on Patreon. And for as little as $2 a month, uh, we have our bonus patron episodes that we release periodically. And uh, you can also help us out a lot by telling a friend. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. And as always, you guys are awesome. Take care, y'all. Bye, guys.